Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. y'all we're back with another week of tis the podcast the podcast dedicated to keeping the christmas spirit alive 365 days a year i'm julia i'm anthony i'm tom hey strangers again how are (laughs) y'all good how are you good i've missed y'all i've missed y'all too and julia tell your daughter to stop taking you away from your tuesday night commitments (laughs) tell her to stop graduating gosh darn it how did it go? How is it having a high school graduate officially? Um, I mean, it feels the same as it did before I had a high school graduate. This was funny, though. So she um, she went to her boyfriend's graduation because he's in a different school district than she is. And um, it's like an outside graduation. But the main difference is she was a pure spectator. So she gets home from graduation. We're like, oh, how was it? And she was like, it was hot. There are too many people there. It took forever to find a seat. It was the longest ceremony I've ever heard in my life. They had 17 valedictorians. And guess what? They let them all say speeches. They had blah, blah, salutatorians. It was too loud. It wasn't loud enough. I couldn't get a good picture. It was impossible to find him afterwards. I had to like trace him from the floor to try and figure out where I was going to walk to. The traffic to get out was terrible. I was like, oh, so you've been a spectator at a graduation. That's what you're telling me. Although I do, have to like, que- I do have to 17. question 17 valedictorians. Doesn't that take away the specialness they, of the one valedictorian? I guess they all tied in GPA. I don't know how we had one at Hannah's and that was enough. Um, but it's, it was funny to see an immediate recognition of it's not a lot of fun to be there for like a four hour ceremony when you're really just, just looking at like an eight second portion of it. Yeah. <laughs> right. In all fairness, so, it's not fun to be there for, a, to be in the four hours to walk across the stage. No, no, it's not. We did find out this is interesting. So at Hannah's graduation, the star spangled banner was played by two senior French horn players. Um, who Ethan's, you know, been playing with all year. They did a duet. It was beautiful. Awesome. Hannah then told me after the graduation was over, oh, Ethan does that next year. And I was like, oh, I thought that was like a one-off thing because I'd never been to one of these graduations. She's like, no, they always pick two senior horn players. And I was like, oh, no. (laughs) Like he is going to start stressing about that tonight for next year and i told him later and he's like i don't want to do that (laughs) (laughs) so this time next year i'll be able to report back on if ethan had to do that so that was good she's beautiful she's all grown up now and we'll see how her future takes us we have her graduation party on sunday so that's another one last thing i have to plan to really 
bookend oh. the thanks for the invite whole thing did i send you that one no that was sarcasm i sent, I didn't you, get... I sent you the actual graduate invitation you did i did get that and i, I said that and that's like the fancy special people right i got and i got both well, you got both because it was reasonable you could actually come to the party. And I felt like I was didn't want to be like a jerk and send you one. And then like you obviously are not flying to Oklahoma. It's like you knew you were obviously weren't flying to Oklahoma, but you got the pretty special people invitation to the actual graduation. I can get to Tulsa for 101 bucks right now. <laughs> okay, well, I'll send you the details. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I sent you the fancy important people one. You were y'all were on the important people I, list. Do you realize I have your address? How shocked would you be if I just, just Sunday in the middle of a party you see a cab pull up and I? I wouldn't be shocked. It'd be great. I mean, I'd be shocked, but I wouldn't be unpleasantly. You know. I would. Why would you be taking a cab? <laughs> Dude, why are you in a cab? Uber. Anymore. I would. <laughs> I'll get Sarah to like take the picture of me walking to the house and behind like that classic shot from the exorcist where the priest gets out in front of the house. <laughs> oh, well, as I've been derailing our schedule in massive ways, what have y'all been up to? You know, it's just really been wrapping up the end of the year stuff and kicking a first grader up the pole to second grade. It's been a lot more fun than I thought it would. Honestly, that's awesome. Did she have any like ending the year festivities? They had a lot for them, honestly. We've done a lot of stuff and I'm kind of exhausted by it all. Yeah. (laughs) Even though it wasn't anything like what you've what you've endured. I don't know. Kid stuff always seems bigger. Like little kid stuff seems bigger. Yeah. We're abandoning our dog to the same place you abandoned your dog (laughs) on tomorrow. She's going to have, does she like other dogs generally? Like playing with other dogs? She's not used to to it yet. Okay. She will probably end up really loving that. How about you, Anthony? What have you been doing, dude? I saw The Flash. Okay. I'm so nervous. It was one of the best superhero movies ever. Really? Yes. Michael Keaton was amazing. If Michael Keaton was not in it, would it still have been a great yes, movie? Yes, it is definitely okay. a Flash movie, okay. not a Batman movie. And it takes its time. Like, I think Michael Keaton, it's, I mean, it's two and a half hours. I don't think Michael Keaton shows up till about the halfway point. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. Oh, I'm but excited. Are you going to see it? In yeah, theaters? I want to. I want to, now that it's summer, it's like, we've got some, you know. Do looks. it. So we could do a Patreon. Well, that'd be fun. I'm going to get opening night because they had a message from the directors beforehand saying it's not the final cut. They took some stuff out. So people, you, you know, we still have surprises when it opens. Oh my gosh. How did that whole thing work? Did you just like show up at a movie? Is it just like in Big Bang Theory where they get those pre-tickets and they just show up at the movie theater and you have to, you know. Wait in line and everything like that. So. Yeah, so somehow I got a priority ticket. Maybe I signed up early enough. So I was guaranteed entrance. But people who got general tickets were not. So I was like, oh, it was 7 p.m. the movie. I got there maybe 10 past four. I was like number 20 online. So it's like, okay, I'm good. Yeah. By the time they started letting people into the theater at like six, 
literally over a thousand people stretching around the mall. Oh my gosh. Theater can only hold 400, 500 people. So that had turned so many people away. Oh my were gosh. They oh, they were pissed. I got a free poster. They gave us free posters. I went alone. I had a guest pass. Nobody could do it. Like Sarah worked, couldn't get out of work. My friend Greg had to work late. So like, I was like, okay, I gave up a guest pass. Oh my oh. gosh. Yep. But it's funny because I ran into the host of one of the Batman podcasts I listened to there. So I hung out with him and his cousin. Oh, that's super fun. Yeah, that's cool. So, oh my gosh, I'm glad it was good. It was so good. So many cameos. They tell me. And uh, yeah, it's just, oh my God. The audience's reactions to everything Keaton did and said, like, I feel like WB would be leaving money on the table. They didn't give him like one last movie. <laughs> okay, you think question. He, can do one last movie? he could, right? He I mean he's 71. He's now like 71, by the he, way. He does not. You they definitely took some wrinkles out of the face though. Oh, did you they? Could, but I mean, he was he looked... maybe he's just stretched tight underneath the, the suit. <laughs> he looked great. He did not miss a beat stepping back into that costume. I love that so much. Um, the cameos, will the cameos hit as hard for a non-DC person who has not really watched the DC movies or the shows or any of that? Will I still get value I mean, out of them? Yeah. If you have okay. any history with DC going back to mm-hmm. the 60s and 70s, yes. Oh. Okay. Intriguing. I'll leave out that. And there was one cameo that blew the roof off. And I'll just That's it. That blew the roof off. And it's yeah. The only I'll say, the only thing I'll say about that is me? it's Yeah, how did you know? I thought it might be. The only thing I'll say about that is it's not somebody who's actually done a DC film before, but somebody who had been cast in a DC film before that was never made that they got to cameo in this film. Interesting. I have no idea who that would be. I'm super excited. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So go see it and then we can geek out on Patreon. (laughs) Okay. And as I'll just say this for Ezra Miller, like whatever their issues were are, they are fantastic because they play two separate roles. Yeah. And yeah, they nailed it. So I like that. Well, that's been the highlight of the past few weeks for me. Did I tell you about the cameo I got for Ellie? No. Who did you get? Y'all know Dog with a Blog, right? Yeah. Yes. Ellen, the mom. Oh, that's cool. And she ended it with good one, Ellie, at the end of congratulating her for uh, getting going oh through first gosh. grade. That's and then awesome. we were, I was, And then I was texting with her and I invited her to join our podcast and she stopped texting back. Oh, <laughs> you made it you awkward. Flew, you you flew too close to the sun. You flew too close <laughs> to the sun. <laughs> I am Icarus. Honey, I, I wouldn't say you, the mom and I wouldn't mom. say you're Icarus. I don't know who I'd say you are though. Remember that In Nintendo game, Kid Icarus. I do. Except I used to call it Kid Icarus. 
and then didn't realize until later. That's not how you said that. Can I was the same game? way hey, with, Kitty? I don't remember it. It's pre you, I'm sure. Well, I mean, lots oh. of things are pre me that I have memories <laughs> That's of. That's true. That's true. I was the same way when I read the Odyssey the first time. Mm-hmm. I kept pronouncing his son instead of Telemachus, Telemachus. Telemachus. <laughs> um. So they are currently shooting Beetlejuice 2 in London, and they first set photos to start leaking. I haven't seen Keaton as Beetlejuice, but we saw Winona Ryder as Lydia, and looks exactly the same, just older. Same hairstyle, same costume, same everything. Very nice. And we have some breaking Christmas movie news. Breaking news. Tom still needs to come up with a little... uh Diddy. Did he there? Uh, so Hannah Waddingham, who plays Rebecca Ted Lasso's boss on Ted Lasso, is getting mm-hmm. her own variety Christmas special this year on Apple TV Plus called Hannah Waddingham Home for Christmas. Oh, that's She's, fun! Which will be amazing. She's an amazing singer. She hosted Eurovision this year for all European listeners. Ooh, um. Nice. A new comedy movie is coming out this year called A Savage Christmas. Mm-hmm. After years of estrangement, Davina returns home for Christmas with her new boyfriend and worries that her transition may cause shock. But over Christmas lunch, she remembers that no one can outshock her quite like family. So getting some representation there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Zachary Levi was just cast as a voice in Teddy's Christmas, which is a European movie that I guess is being remade for the U.S. or remarketed <laughs> for the U.S. So they're redoing the voice. Uh, but he plays a teddy bear who a little girl has an instant connection with and wants him for Christmas. But the teddy bear wants a wealthy owner who can show him everything the world has to offer. But obviously he uh, goes on a journey of self-discovery, I guess. So. Yeah. He's got a good voice for animation. He's done stuff he, before. Couldn't tell you he, what. He does have a good voice for animation. Speaking of children. I was going to say, while that sounds like that would be good animation, this movie we're talking about tonight starts with awful animation. Oh, it does. It's the worst. It still it still <clears throat> looked like the highest budgety thing compared to last week's movie. When it started, Ellie said, oh, is this going to be one of those kind of cartoons? I don't know what she meant, <gasps> but she did not like the artwork either. I know what she meant. Wait. <clears throat> Um, okay, so tonight we are talking about 2007's direct-to-video, right? I think. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Dennis the Menace Christmas. Um, brief plot synopsis. To make sure that his beloved neighbor, Mr. Wilson, has the perfect Christmas, the neighborhood's lively six-year-old boy, Dennis Mitchell, makes a long list of things one needs to make it work. However... Is Mr. Wilson willing to change? I think that summary is oversimplified given how many plot points this movie tries to cram into an hour and 23 minutes. Isn't how many other Christmas movies every, it tries to remake? Isn't that the plot of any every Dennis and Menace 
TV show special, everything. Mr. Wilson having a change of heart and realizing he likes the kid in the end. Yes, this one just feels very bloated. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, uh, let's do histories and then we will talk cast and credit. Anthony, what's your history with A Dennis the Menace Christmas? Similar to Richie Rich's Christmas Wish, ABC Family played this one growing up. Um, it got slightly better airtime than Richie Rich's Christmas Wish, but still fairly early in the morning or on the later side of the evenings. Um, but I remember watching it growing up, and I don't hate this one like I hated Richie Rich. Um mm. Maybe it's because it doesn't look as cheap. I mean, this is the first time I saw it in years. So maybe it's because it doesn't look as cheap or as B-movie as Richie Rich. Maybe it's because it doesn't have so many A-list actors that are clearly phoning it in like Richie Rich. I don't know. But I didn't... Maybe because it had so many well-known Christmas tropes in this that were comforting to me. Uh, I didn't hate it like Richie Rich. Not a good movie by any means, but there was enough nostalgia there that uh, I didn't hate my time watching it today. I thought it was fine. Okay. Valid. What about you? I had absolutely no nostalgia, so there was nothing to redeem this film for me today. Did you even know of its existence? I'd seen the cover, and I thought it looked awful, Mm -hmm. and I really wish I'd gone with that gut instinct. (laughs) Um, uh, so same, same as Tom, the cover looked vaguely familiar, but I don't think I ever watched this one, even though I have quite a love for the original Dennis the Menace, uh, movie with Walter Matthau and Holly Culkin. I was going oh, to, I too. it wasn't Culkin, it. was it? Um, yeah, no, maybe, I don't know who did that one. Culkin was Richie Rich. I don't think. Oh yeah, I'm crossing my uh, I'm crossing my streams. Don't here. cross the streams. <clears throat> That's exactly what I'm doing. Hold. Now it's that precious preco- precocious child, Mason Gamble. That's who was Dennis the Menace in the 1993 Walter Matthau. Vehicle. I remember liking that movie. I haven't seen that movie in years. So one thing I remember about that movie is how dirty and scary Christopher Lloyd looked as a yes violent like homeless guy. Yes. Ooh, see, I haven't watched this in quite some time, um, but this is sort of like sets the uh, precedent for me when it comes to Dennis the Menace on uh, movie. Because like now, Leah Thompson you... is the mom. I remember the Dennis. I remember the Dennis the Menace cartoon with his cute white dog. Yeah. Now, are you guys like so, Julia? You're a fan of Dennis the Menace the movie. You liked the cartoon, Tom. I like the comic strip. So we all have some vague familiarity with the property prior to this correct oh yeah yeah i love i love the property so for those who don't know listening the property is essentially this little boy who gets into all sorts of mischief and really irks his older retired next door neighbor that's essentially it and the mischief is never malicious no he's just a five-year-old boy or however old he's supposed to be Whereas, and the neighbor is just a curmudgeon, curmudgeon, but typical of, like, I mean, they had a 60s show, too, I think, right? Like, a really old show. But typical of, like, all types of properties like that, like, every episode or movie ends with the neighbor realizing, I actually kind of appreciate and love this kid. That's right. 
So nothing groundbreaking, but that's it. No. No. No, there's not. Um, okay, so cast and Do credit. You... Um sorry, I was about to say this had another straight to deep straight to video movie prior. So this is technically a sequel to the movie, just Ooh. like Richard Rich's Christmas Wish was. But it had a second straight to video sequel to the movie as well with Betty White playing Mrs. Wilson and Don Rickles playing Mr. Wilson. <laughs> oh, I don't know how I feel about that, but I like Betty yeah. White. <laughs> yeah, I do yeah. too. Um, all right. So this movie was directed by Ron Oliver, who we've actually covered. He's the same director from the Christmas train, a Hallmark movie we watched. I don't know. I don't know how long it's been now, but he did that. So needless to say, this guy just really loves to make Christmas movies. Um, our actors, however, some are new, some are not. Uh, Maxwell Perry Cotton plays our Dennis Mitchell in this iteration of Dennis the Menace. Um, I was not familiar with his face. And he's been in some we... stuff. Yeah. From a kid actor perspective. And not great. None of the kid actors were. So no, par for the course for this podcast, is, in my opinion. Yep, which is which is perfect because they didn't have any talent any talented adults to play off of. <laughs> well lead us into our Mr. Wilson character, Robert Wagner, who has done quite a bit of stuff. Like he has. He's it's, been around for quite some time and has done such big things as like the towering inferno in his heyday. Um, this is one of those. He obviously needed money gigs, right? I think that's probably true because he went from, you know, like all the things you can think of being awesome and amazing in the 60s, 70s and 80s. And even before that, right, he he's acted as far back as 1950. Um, to the older he gets, he probably finds it a little difficult to find the roles as an aging gentleman in Hollywood. Um, well, you and played he Mr. did Wilson. a whole lot of TV movie stuff. <laughs> there you go. Um, so a fair amount of TV movie work is probably what led him to this. Um, uh, how? And let's not forget he's associated with uh, Natalie Wood's death, allegedly. Yeah, that didn't hurt his career much. It didn't. Oh, which is shocking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you look at his at the end point of his career, maybe Carver got ended up. <laughs> yeah, well, I suppose. Um, okay, so question since we seem to have feelings already about what Mr. Wilson should look like, should act like, should be like, how do we like Robert Wagner as a Mr. Wilson? I liked him better than Don Rickles. Mm. <laughs> Not as much as um, what's his name? Walter yeah. Matthau. Who's going to step into Walter Matthau for a curmudgeonly old man? Who can yeah. compete with him? You know who would I could see as a good Mister Wilson? Like even like in his middle age, he's he's perfect age right now. I think Dabney Coleman could have made a good Mister Wilson. You know the boss okay. from Nine to Five. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I could see that. It's... Still no Walter Matthau, but I could see that. That's a good casting. Oh, Mr. Um, Wilson. 
I don't That's know fine. who to recast Dennis as. It has to be like an unknown, I feel like. Children always do. Just like Harry Potter, yeah. the kids should be unknown. They should be. Or, and I'm just throwing this out there, they could make up for a lost opportunity and cast Macaulay Culkin now. <gasps> that would be a whole different movie. <laughs> Um, Mrs. Wilson or Martha, Martha Wilson is played by Louise Fletcher in this movie, passed away in 2022, not long ago. Um, she's probably most well known for just the bomb <laughs> nurse ratchet in one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Um, she was also the grandmother in Flowers in the Attic, which has like a whole ooh factor of you know the 80s that I just really quasi appreciate, but also am horrified by. Um, she's been in quite a bit of stuff and she was in um, a fair amount of, she kind of made the switch to TV before she got to this um, video, you know, direct to video special as Mrs. Wilson. Um, but just like Robert Wagner had a really great career um, early on in a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so it was fine to see her in this one. She was yeah. probably my favorite. Like yeah, me too. I didn't find her to be. She didn't cringe me out. Her acting was her acting was good. She seemed like sweet Mrs. It's Wilson, hard to mess up that. Mrs. Wilson as a character. I feel. Yeah. But she was yeah. great. I mean, I've again, I've seen all three of these movies: the theatrical and the two. I mean, Joan Plowright, Betty White, and this woman. Like they were all fine. Mm-hmm. It's hard to mess up the kindly, sweet grandma next door. Yeah, I just don't see Betty White in that role. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, Mr. and Mrs. Will uh, Mitchell, so uh, Dennis's parents, are played by George Newburn, who you'll know as Brian from the Father of the Bride movies, and uh, Kim Schroner plays Mrs. Mitchell. Um, her face was familiar to me, uh, but she is I- no way a Thompson. No, she's absolutely no Leah Thompson. And no, Kermit it's... the Frog would agree because Leah Thompson is on his list according to that Muppets 2015 show. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> oh so creepy. Um, <laughs> we have uh, we have a, a predictable bully kid. Um, Isaac Dernford plays Jack Bratcher. Jack Bratcher's dad, David Bratcher, is like a bully adult, right? Because we always have to have kids making fun of Dennis in this particular instance. Um, Bully Dad is played by Jack Noseworthy, who is in Event Horizon. Uh. Speaking of. (laughs) Um, And then we have uh, Dennis's kid friends, as he is wont to get into trouble with. um, Again, totally well-intentioned trouble. Um, They're good kids. Uh, Heidi Hayes, China Ann McLean, who is the only one I actually noticed from Disney from my Disney past, having kids that watched a bunch of Disney stuff um, because she was in Descendants. Uh, I guess she was in Hubie Halloween, which I still have not seen. You should. Don't. It was so funny. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Such it's a really difference not. there. Makes me it really is. Um, I'm going to watch it again this Halloween. Wait, wait. <laughs> we missed out on Ruined. Let's do a ruined but with Adam Sandler movies where Anthony doesn't watch the movie and he just described the plot of the ridiculousness. That would be so fun. We need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, I think I think it's Ant Farm that I know uh, China best from because I think Ethan was a huge fan of Ant Farm. I think it's pronounced China. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um. So we have Kid Stars there as well. Everybody else is just sort of there. Although I do want to call out, we do have an Elf alumni in the cast. That you see we do briefly. Um, Michael Lerner, who is the publisher guy oh, from Elf, yes. um, plays a, not a dissimilar role than that um, as a shopping mall sort of Santa Town executive or manager. Whatever. Man, he, anyway, he, he really moved on up the ladder going from mall uh, to uh, owning his own publishing company in the Empire State Building. He really did. He really did. Um, okay. This takes us into what the heck happens in this movie. Uh, I'd like to say what doesn't happen in this movie because uh, we cram a whole bunch of stuff. We really do. We've got the Dennis the Menace. We have a little bit of a Christmas Carol. I, I'd like to say it was very, um, I mean, there's a little bit of It's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life mm-hmm. is in there. Yep. I, I'd like Scrooge. to say this was not intentional, listeners, but I feel like this was actually a good one to pair with Richie Rich's Christmas Wish. And they're very similar director video, similar plot lines in a way. Mm-hmm. So it's I think it was good to put them back to back to contrast yeah, them. Not a not can a bad we, pairing. Can we just pause to look at what has happened to this quote direct to video concept in the age of streaming? The quality has gotten so much better. Yeah. It's like acceptable now. Right. It's not a it's not a black mark on your No, it's not. Career. We've expanded our to... entertainment horizons and we've got fantastic direct to video content. Actors brag about getting their own, you know, show on Max or did you see that? I, I adapted to the new lingo already. I haven't even What's opened that? my app yet. Does it look different? I haven't either. I just know they keep telling me that it's going to change. It's going to change. It changed today. Yeah. Oh. I haven't looked yet. I haven't opened your app either. <laughs> <laughs> I finished the West Wing, by the way. Oh, did you love the whole thing? Solid ending. Yep, solid ending. Nice. I cried. Uh, I mean, as you do. Like, yeah, as, as you I should. Regularly do. <laughs> uh, oh, speaking of Anthony recommendations before we move on, yep. uh, it's on certain streamers, aka my voodoo, watch Polite Society, one okay. of the best movies of the year so far. Like, top three. It's so okay. I haven't even heard of it. It's like a British comedy starring all Indian actresses and actors. It's hilarious. Light and then society. Watch, okay. Yep. And then watch Saisu. Saisu. Sisu. That's basically, it's almost like exactly like John Wick just said at the tail end of World War II. It's awesome. Okay. Subtitles? And, uh, okay. No, he, I, it's some subtitles, but they speak English too. Okay. All but right. it's, a t- it's a tight 90 minutes great and then okay. uh john mcfour also just hit my voodoo so oh, I'm so excited <laughs> <laughs> i'm so excited <laughs> coming up on vacation i'm gonna watch some movies <laughs> super chess <laughs> anyway speaking of movies back to this thing um okay so dennis the menace has a formula um dennis tries to do nice things to make <laughs> to make mr wilson love him 
but it's not really that. It tries to do nice things for Mr. Wilson that he thinks is nice from his six-year-old uh, perspective. Um, Mr. Wilson gets completely agitated because while Dennis's heart is in the right place, his execution is usually disastrous. Uh, Mrs. Wilson says, oh, dear, he means the best. And Mr. Wilson just continues to boil and boil and boil until he boils over, hurts Dennis's feelings. And then there's some sort of resolution where Wilson has to do a mea culpa. Well, I'm pretty sure there is like, is it the original Dennis of Menace? I don't think it was this one. I just watched this one. I already forgot. Was it the original Dennis of Menace where they talked about how they did, couldn't have kids their own? That's kind of why she's partial to Dennis. That's the Walter Matthau one because she yeah. talks about mm-hmm. wink and blink and a nod. And it's like the sweetest, most precious thing ever. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I liked that. That's another reason I like that one more. Um, it's just the depth of it is great. Yeah. Um. Okay. So same thing here. Uh, This one, as it is a Christmas movie, starts off with Thanksgiving time. We have a Thanksgiving pageant at school, and that gives us an excellent opportunity for Dennis to mess things up. Um, And he messes things up simply by wanting the turkey to get a little drink of water because he's a kind soul and he loves animals. But things end up going absolutely bonker town. Um, All the kids dressed up as different foods. I think he's dressed up like a pickle, right? It was very bizarre. It is very bizarre, but I do like that from different movies, how you'll have like the complete, like stepmom was like that too, right? Mm-hmm. Where the kid was a tree and that always made me laugh. Um, I like, I like the dressing up and pageant stuff. I don't think that happens anymore, which is a real bummer. Right. Um, but it ends up in a food fight and obviously Dennis's parents are horrified that he caused this in which Dennis <laughs> picks up no produce and throws it at any point. No, he does not. Uh, he's, they're a little unfair toward him. It's a little Kevin McAllister treatment where they blame him for the other kids' uh, actions. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'll even let a turkey loose and cause somebody to sneeze from a turkey feather allergy. <laughs> my turkey feather allergy is acting up. Um, oh my, my God. Question is how do you know you have a turkey? Yeah, That's I know. Like, what allergy. happened where she knew that? <laughs> uh, before we, I, I just want to point out, before we got even get to this pageant, Mr. Wilson is so traumatized by this child living next door to him or down the street from him in this movie. Then I'm in next door neighbors in this movie. Um, Weird. Yeah, that he should be right next door. <laughs> but He's supposed to be the next door neighbor, yeah. But he is so traumatized for him. This movie opens up with a fever dream where he has a nightmare about Dennis running him down with a bicycle. Yeah. He's got some PTSD. He does. He's got some stuff to work through. <laughs> and he does not, unfortunately, escape the food fight unscathed. In the very last minute, as he's attempting to leave, he gets bombarded by all the pies. Um, <laughs> it's played for laughs, obviously. Um, we did get a completely inappropriate comment made by the principal... Before the actual show starts, where he talks about how everybody is going to be tasting the ladies' goodies, talking about the bake sale, and Mr. Mitchell just laughs out loud. And I was like, wow, they're really aiming for the adult-only humor hidden in a kid's movie that kids don't understand but adults do. And I cringed. Yeah. Cringed. Um, we're introduced pretty quickly during this whole food melee to Jerk Kid and Jerk Dad. Uh, Jerk Dad is an insurance salesman and has made a ton of money lately selling policies with a Dennis the Menace clause with a Dennis clause. 
First of all, I hate this trope in movies, a jerk parent. Like you never like, grew up. I know right? pa- I know parents can be jerks in real life, don't get me wrong, but the right. the way they're played, like in movies like this, where they're basically just that high school jock still who are the yeah. frat boy who never grew up, to Tom's point. It's just a, it's yeah. just a, that's not realistic. Well, but on the other hand though, when I see kids that are total punks, I sort of assume it's because their parents haven't modeled better behavior for them. Right. Yeah. So there no, are that, jer- jer- truth, parents all of def- this is played for Yeah. Yeah. Jerk par- I'm not saying jerk parents don't exist, but I'm just saying like this where they're essentially like the five year old trapped in the grown man's body. Like this guy was Yeah. Yeah. He never the grew acting up. yeah. The acting is not great in any part of this movie by anybody. Uh but really not by jerk boy and jerk dad. But jerk boy has like a specific vengeance against Dennis the Menace. And so does his dad. So like he's just picking at Dennis the entire time. So he really drives the whole Dennis caused the food fight. Um, isn't he the worst thing ever? So we get um, we get into like family issues at this point with the actual Mitchells. So because Dennis wreaks so much havoc. Um, it's put his parents in a financial bind effectively because they're having to pay for like all the stuff that gets damaged in, in the, in the Dennis, the menace hijinks um, to because which, of the Dennis clause. Exactly. Because of the Dennis clause to, to, is it to which or to wit? To which? To which. Right. I swear to I've which. seen it written to wit. I've never understood why I figured it was a British thing. Two wit is mental sharpness, inventiveness, or keen intelligence. Okay, that's not what I'm saying. Then it is two which. <laughs> okay. To which his mother decides to take a job at the local mall wrapping presents because boy, does she love to wrap presents. And her husband's kind of like, oh, babe, you shouldn't have to do that. But she's like, yeah, I kind of have to because this kid just keeps messing crap up and we can't afford it. Like another thing and we're not going to be able to make Christmas happen. Right? Because well, what holiday that- better amplifies you know a tight it's at this point i must ask you and tom if you had a child like dennis who is good-hearted not doing this on purpose he's just being a five-year-old who is particularly destructive what do you do i mean i don't think i would offer to pay to fix everything i'm not spending ten thousand dollars on stamps yeah no (laughs) i'm not doing that that is not something i'm doing um okay I'm probably also so, not let my kid go harass the neighbors in their home yeah i would yeah i'd probably keep him home more what if the neighbor was anthony caruso tom would you then, then i definitely her... then i would definitely never let my kid over to his house <laughs> oh, gosh. But that's for different reasons <laughs> you're hilarious okay. my friend so we've got bullies messing with dennis oh we also have dennis is mooning over a new bike for christmas yes yes and we have sorry and we have bully with a fast bike and the bike that dennis wants is like just fast enough to where it could probably beat this bully so there's a race set up for christmas day because dennis is absolutely positive that because he asked santa for this bike he was going to get this bike okay Then we have parents' financial instability. We have the Wilsons and just their general anxiety or Mr. Wilson's general anxiety about Dennis. 
Then we had to introduce an angel into the plot. Uh, we we get an angel. We get a, a very similar to Denzel Washington's I... um, angel in The Preacher's Wife. Um, we get an angel in a suit who's on a mission to make sure that, you know, if one person can capture the spirit of Christmas, then I've done my job. Okay. <laughs> and of course... He targets Mr. Wilson. He does. Because Mr. Wilson being the jerk neighbor actually threatens the parents of a lawsuit because of all the property damage that Dennis has done. $10,000 in stamps. It's it's absurd. The the Wilsons are supposed to be like friends with them, aren't they? I don't know, because... Mr. Wilson doesn't seem to like them at all, any of them, but they decide, hey, we just had a bike race. Dad says, hey, let's go over and have some of Mrs. Wilson's hot chocolate. A- am I wrong? <laughs> am I wrong in thinking, Julia, that the Wilsons are actually their friends or supposed to be? Should be. Okay. I don't know. Is it weird? Do you let your daughter, do you let your your young son, Jude, just go into old people neighbor's house without knowing what's going on? No, but if you put yourself in the frame of mind of when the comet came out initially, like that was all accepted behavior, right? It was that whole group mentality of raising your kids. And we didn't yeah. worry about stranger danger or dangers with people that you know that we have to worry about today. Well, even growing up in the 90s, my neighbors were old without kids or their kids were all out of the house at the point. But so they're older, retired folk of Pat and George. And they always... uh always had me and my sister over they saw us us play in the backyard or whatever she'd have us over for like hot chocolate or some kind of baked good or whatever yeah so i think it depends how close you are with your neighbors like my parents are friendly with them like i trusted them enough like yeah okay if pat and george invite you and your sister over you can go yeah i don't trust anybody though i don't we don't, but you can't make a movie out of that, especially not this movie. Right. So he's got he's got to be trustful of his neighbors. You've got to have that relationship between Mr. Wilson. Um, okay, yeah, just so we it doesn't age and translate well. Oh, sorry, sorry, it doesn't. It doesn't translate well to nowadays because yeah, that makes me very uncomfortable thinking about that. Um, okay. Uh, we are also going to add another plot point on that, like, everybody is just wanting snow for Christmas. Like, can we please get some snow for Christmas? Because if I don't get snow for Christmas, I'm literally going to die and it will ruin my entire Christmas. But they um, haven't seen snow in 30 years, but somehow right. this year it has to be. Exactly. Like, we're all going to bits because it's not snowed. <laughs> it's not going to snow this year because it hasn't more years than it has. Perplexed by this. Um, Okay. So, oh, and then we also have Dennis. This is finally, like, after we hit six different plot points, we finally have the main one that's referenced in the actual synopsis for the movie that I read. And it's that Dennis has drawn Mr. Wilson's name in the Secret Santa. And so he's got a plan. Because Dennis is absolutely a plan. He's a planner. He's a total planner. So he makes a list on how do I give Mr. Wilson, like, the best Christmas ever. And he makes a list of the stuff that a a six-year-old would make. And it's sweet. It is sweet. So presents, tree, uh, cookies, lights, like all of these things, right? For him to try and deliver to Mr. Wilson to really make a great Christmas. So after a disastrous event at the mall that is increasing the bill 
the the Mitchells have to pay. Although I think they get away with this one because they can't actually pinpoint that Dennis was the person that did it. Um, while mom is there wrapping presents, he gets into the whole big mess with a whole bunch of bows and this cranky old woman. And the woman threatens, or the woman says that that he, he touched her, her privates. It, yes. <laughs> and that felt very inappropriate to me in a kid's movie. And I didn't see him do it. This just felt very out of... It did. It felt completely field. out of place. I mean, she had the bow on her butt. But like, I don't, I don't... Your butt's I don't like not referring your to my butt, yeah, as my private parts because it was like that was a little. I'm like, could we have picked it? It's not. Ones? It's not your private. So Tom, when I see you in New York in July, I can grab it. I mean, if you want to. <laughs> really it's tired of people really... doing it everywhere I go, but you know, <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> you got it, um, So we have a Dennis the Menace uh, thing at the mall. We have a Dennis the Menace thing with a stamp collection because mom ends up saying, oh, Wilson's, can you take Dennis and watch him for a bit? I got to go work at the mall. And so he totally messes up Wilson's stamp collection that he's been collecting and like sticks them on everything, thinking he's doing the right thing and, uh, you know, stamping did all of these ask, letters. Did he ask? Ask. Okay. Well, we in the flashback later, Mr. Wilson had asked. Oh. Remember? So I don't know if Dennis did too. Never mind. Oh, that's true. Maybe he did, but I don't remember Dennis asking. Okay. But maybe it's implied that he, I don't know. Um, We also get um, the first checkbox off of, off of Dennis's list is presents. So they go shopping together. So we get a cute little montage where Mr. Wilson starts to actually warm a little bit to Dennis as they're shopping because Dennis is like, you should get Mrs. Wilson something. He's like, we don't really buy each other stuff. All she wants is snow. And he's like, I'm sure you can figure something out, like get her something nice. And so he gets her some stuff. And Mr. Wilson, as they are starting to bond, uh, Mr. Wilson trips over Dennis and breaks multiple things. And so <laughs> off to the off to the hospital for him. And we have to blame Dennis for this, even though it was just it was an accident. That's right. Dennis is is all his fault. All of these things are his fault. Uh, Dennis has a nice heart to heart with his parents because he feels bad about Mr. Wilson and, uh, you know, the whole present situation. He knows his parents are hard up for it and all that. And his parents have a really sweet moment where they really tell him what Christmas is all about. It's not about the giving, right? Or it's not about the presence. It's about, you know, the spirit of Christmas and and the the way you can give to friends through actions and deeds without it necessarily being a wrapped box. Which just makes Dennis more devoted to his list. And next thing on the list is tree. Let's get Mr. Wilson a tree. Guy needs a tree. And so the kids are just walking along and there's just the tree on the curb. And so they're scrappy. So they haul that thing up to Mr. Wilson's house and pop it through his front window. So it breaks <laughs> the window. Um, and then Mr. Wilson, conveniently so, arrives home right about the same time bully dad is coming up to his front porch and is like, you stole my tree. I left it on the curb and walked in to use the bathroom and came back out and the tree was gone. I saw your herd of child minions and you have a, you know, ring going on of theft across the city of Christmas trees. So Mr. Wilson gets arrested and Mrs. Wilson has to go bail him out. <laughs> tree <laughs> failure. Who leaves a Christmas next... tree by the street? It is. <laughs> Uh, yeah, at that point, at least drag in the house before you have to go to the bathroom. 
And why yeah, is nobody calling this guy? Or leave it tied to your car. Like, don't take it from your car and then go pee or whatever you have to do. Bully Dad is not very smart. I don't, I don't no. get the sense. He's a genius. Um, so Mr. Wilson gets bailed out of jail, but he's like, he's in a world of pain because he got, you know, he broke his back and whatever else on all the presents. So he's home and um, drugged I mean, up. He's drugged up. That's right. At one point, Miss Wilson looks down and she's like, oh, I've got to go pick up more of Mr. Wilson's special pills. And she calls him that. And she goes, can you keep an eye on him, please, while I'm gone, Dennis? And Dennis is like, well, of course I can. <laughs> and like, what are these special pills? Viagra. Well, Viagra. I, went to I assumed it was Viagra. I don't think she'd be worried about Viagra in his current state. <laughs> <laughs> I'm much more inclined to think it was probably like Oxy or whatever they did at the time. Vicodin. Such a choice. Such a choice that she calls it a special medication. <laughs> well, well, if somebody said, if an old lady said that to me, like, I got to get my husband special medication. I assume like, whoa, okay, good for you guys. <laughs> Way to keep it alive. <laughs> um. So Mr. Wilson is laying in the easy chair and Dennis decides, I got to sit here and watch this guy. I'm going to go make him some cookies. And as we saw in Elf, let's not let elves, grown men child, or little children cook by themselves. Number one, it's a fire hazard. He operated the <laughs> oven by himself, which ended up not he, being the problem. Which was, yeah, I th I was expecting the smoke alarm or something at least. Me too. Instead, we see that? Yeah. what was Sorry. the problem, Tom? Off the cookies. Uh, he never... made a he put in a lot of really random stuff like fish and cereal into the batter. He gave them to Mr. Wilson, who then got very sick. And Mrs. Wilson's like, You've got to tell the paramedics exactly what you put in there. Is Mr. Wilson gonna be okay? He will be after they pump his stomach. Back to the hospital. Poor guy. Poor guy. He's really been through it. So, of course, because Dennis feels bad, but also has this list he needs to tend to, he gets his buddies together and he's like, okay, I know exactly what's going to cheer him up. Lights on his house because they've not put lights up yet. And so they all band together to get lights on the front of the Wilson's house. And so, of course, just in time for Mr. Wilson to get discharged from the hospital again for like the third or fourth time that day. <laughs> And he's walking up the aisle and the lights start coming on down the street because it's dusk. And then Mrs. Wilson is excited. She's like, oh, oh. and then the lights come on and they like literally, not literally blind them, but they figuratively blind them because they are so <laughs> bright. And they set ablaze the front of their house because they've, <laughs> I think it's a wiring problem. That's not a dentist problem. I think that's no. like a. Your lights were defective problem. They're not clear about whether it is the Wilson's lights they pick up or if these are just some lights they found in a box on a curb as they are wont to do, but it does damage the front of their house. Guess what? Yes. More money, Mitchells. Well, what's funny, what's funny to me is as Dennis checks off these tree lights, everything, the one thing he didn't do just for Christmas cheer, singing loud for all to hear. For all to hear, that would have cost no. It wouldn't have cost anything, even if he messed up. And most it up. likely would not have would not have sustained any injury or or property damage. <laughs> so, because their house is now damaged, and he's hurting, 
it, Mr. Wilson is just not in a good headspace. And so when confronted again with Dennis, he loses his crap. And, and he t- and he tells them tells um, him the worst things ever. He tells him the worst the thing, thing an adult say can yeah, tell a the- child around Christmas. That's right. Or ever. Forever. Well, so yeah, yeah not he not your place only to tell somebody's kid. Nope. No, not he not only personally like harasses him and says you're a terrible kid. He he puts Destroys a real big him. dent in Christmas spirit. And so Dennis leaves upset and Mr. Obviously. Wilson goes to bed. Very upset. And Mr. Wilson goes to bed. Let's not forget we have this this angel that's been like completely gone for the better part of this movie. And he comes back. Oh, right, right. Writers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got this guy we put in earlier. He needs to do something now. We have an angel. He got stuck Um, in a chimney. What do we do? For for our American listeners, this angel is basically basically serves the role in this movie that Tim Scott is going to serve in the presidential primary. He's just going to pop up every now and then and have real no, no real bearing on the outcome. <laughs> um, but this guy, <laughs> he, he he realizes he needs to get Mr. Wilson his spirit. So, you know, he's going to Christmas carol him, essentially, take him into the past, present, and future, show him what life would be like. Well, yep. You know, show him his trajectory of life and then show him what the future is going to look like if you really do sue uh, the Mitchells and force them to pay all their damages and crap and how that's going to affect them. Right. Right. So uh, is it before he falls asleep, he realizes they're falling on financial hard times or is it during the glimpse that he... It's during, it's the, during, glimpse. The, glimpse. during the glimpse. During the glimpse. And in the glimpse, we see from the very get-go, the first thing he sees was him as a kid in red overalls up to mischief with the neighbor. Who was, he, was, he was the neighborhood dentist back then. So much more patient than Mr. Wilson. And Mr. Wilson comments on how patient the, the neighbor was. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he's essentially doing what Dennis does to him. He's ruining his collection, which in this case are model boats. He floods the bathroom in the bathtub and puts all his prized model boats in there. Yep, that's right. So the ghost of Christmas past shows him that about himself. Mm -hmm. The ghost of Christmas present, which is just the same guy over and over again, uh, shows him the hard times that that the menaces... Mitchell's is not the menaces, but I always <laughs> want to call them the menaces. Um, the hard times they're falling on. And so he's getting the idea that all of this financial hardship that Dennis is causing, even though he's not really causing it, um, is going to greatly affect like the family, even though they continue to love each other. Like the love is huge, but the struggle is also there as well. Yeah. He realizes but, they're going to have to sell their house to pay for all the damages he wants. That's right. And to yep. pay for and Dennis calls himself a menace because of everything he did to Mr. Wilson. He doesn't like Christmas anymore because of all the things Mr. Wilson said to him. He knows he's mm-hmm. not going to get his bike and he thinks he's a menace because he let Mr. Wilson down. Mm-hmm. And it's a moment of sweet... I mean, a kid that age shouldn't... <laughs> no, it's a, moment of, it's a moment of the actualization of trauma, childhood trauma. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
like this what mr wilson did is going to put this kid regardless of the the outcome at the end this is going to put the kid in counseling but but and it's not it's not just the mitchells he sees he also sees that his wife mrs wilson's depressed because her husband hates the mid- holidays where she really wants to celebrate Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want to, and she's essentially depressed over it. Mm-hmm. That's right. Could and then, what does Ghost of Christmas Future didn't... say? Well, it's very prescient because it takes us into a future where you need to wear 800 SPF sunscreen because of climate change. Uh, <laughs> so desolate. <laughs> the new climate change report just came out, and we're on our way to, towards that because of the next, the sixth extinct great extinction on the on the Earth this time caused by humans. Oh. The um, let's edit that out. What a downer, Tom. <laughs> Sorry, that was really woo. That was that was something. <laughs> the uh, essentially the hat, the hat, the Mitchells had to move, so their house is abandoned. They couldn't afford it anymore, so the house is like in foreclosure. Um, Mrs. Wilson died, and Dennis. <laughs> and Dennis is uh well Mr. Will and uh, Mr. Wilson died alone. Right? Yep. That's what they said. Like mm-hmm. after Mrs. Wilson died, he died alone because he had no one else. Like Scrooge. And uh Dennis, poor Dennis turned out to be an old, lonely, single, childish, childless, and friendless man who hates the neighborhood. <laughs> he became Mr. Wilson essentially. <sighs> Oh, like twice as bad because Mr. Wilson at least had Mrs. Wilson, and he's he hates Christmas even more than Mr. Wilson did. And this mm-hmm. Mr. Wilson is like, this can't be true. Uh, I'll change my outlook on Christmas. I'll celebrate Christmas with everyone. I'll be a nicer neighbor to Dennis and the Mitchells. And he has his Christmas in my heart and keep it all year. Aww. And then he wakes up. And what does he and do when he, he wakes up? up? He t- he put the giant Christmas tree filled with gifts next door to Dennis. He does including the- including the bike, the bike, ding ding. And now but Dennis does, can like, go the win the big race. Scrooge thing. He does the Merry Christmas, you know, just walking around in the middle of the night. Yeah, he he uh, scares Mrs. Wilson a bit, I think. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's now. I want to take a step back to reality. Because uh, according to all of our podcast reviews lately, that's what I do and I ruin the show. Um, where are you going to get all this stuff that late at night on Christmas Eve? He's got resources. I guess he's so. Mr. Wilson. It's probably his special <laughs> medication dealer that helps him get the stuff. Um, okay, so then we get our Scrooge moment, which does lead us to getting the bike. So we're we're here for the big race. Well, well, no, before that, not only that, but he also agrees to not only wipe out, like, um, you know, the what Mitchells don't owe, him, don't owe him anything, but he'll also help them uh, with their debt that they are accumulating with the rest of Dennis's antics around town. It's nice. Mm-hmm. It's nice. And then we have the big race. And, and Dennis has the new best bike in town, right? He does. So he wins the race. He doesn't. Oh, <gasps> what? How about how do you like them apples? 
even after jerk dad talks to jerk kid before the race and is like you know what we're not gonna do we're not gonna be losers because we're not losers so don't be a loser he's like a total jackhole what are you if you come in second place a loser a loser so this this is an interesting choice this dad is is weirdly invested in a childhood neighborhood bike race yeah he's never progressed past a certain age to those points no he's not just a jerk he's a jock jerk and of course, of course, as you would expect from a Dennis and Dennis movie, and the Dennis <laughs> crashing right into Mr. Wilson with his new bike. That's right. But he, and- Dennis, Dennis threw the race knowingly because he said Bully Kid needed the win more than Dennis did. Yeah, probably because his father would have beat the crap out of him if he lost. No joke. Probably. Yeah. That kid's that guy's definitely a kid beater for sure. Um, and, so, but, the, but the good thing is, oh, sorry. The thing that I liked about it is the kid who won acknowledged it and came back and thanked Dennis and was nice to him. He's like, "Whoa!" So exactly. we had a line, another Linus moment. That was definitely a Linus moment, and I liked that even Dennis losing. Um, he had a big group of kids around him like, oh, it's okay, Dennis. Oh, Dennis, it's okay. Oh, it's totally fine, Dennis. And this kid that just won that looks over and you know he's just longing for friends. Yep. There are no participation trophies in this household. That's what I was waiting for Mr. Wilson to say. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, but no, he's the type of guy race. Mr. Wilson seems like. <laughs> That's right, it totally is. <laughs> he loses the race, and Mr. Wilson invites himself and Dennis to go get hot cocoa from Mrs. Wilson at her house. Yep. And the Mitchells come <laughs> over as well. And and the angel Mr. Mitchell even offers jerk dad some hot cocoa as well. And the angel is back at the North Pole for some reason and not heaven. And uh Yeah, I'm very confused about the what's the word? <laughs> Uh, Tom, cataclysm. Uh, Yeah, what's the name for angel studies, Tom? Angelology? No, there's some like fancy word that that you've used. Angel angel metaphysics? The the, the study of (laughs) the doctrine of angels is angelology? Maybe it's, what's angel metaphysics from? That's something, it's from something. From that movie, Three Days. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's angel oh, metaphysics, okay. top of my class. That's right. Uh, that's that right. was bad. Yeah, that was bad. But, but the angel is back confusing. at the North Pole for whatever yeah. reason. And talk about how much he loves a happy ending. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. That's a that's a. <laughs> I heard it the moment it slipped out of my mouth. I saw your face and then I couldn't hold and then I got it and now I'm laughing. <laughs> it's just not very often that happens. It's like something that I would say and not realize I was saying it. <laughs> oh, I like it. He's like, who likes a happy ending? <laughs> I wish we had video for that. I would turn it to a meme <laughs> or a gif that I would use all the time. Oh, and it snows. It snows. Oh, it snows. Of course, it's of snows. course it has snows. to snow. Yeah. And that's it. The end. That's it. That's the end of the movie. The end. So, okay. So, was it a Christmas movie? Yes. Obs. Yeah. Um. Did it have Linus moments? Yeah. Obs. Yeah. 
And I mean, it felt Christmassy. I think Christmas is the only time you could have set something like this and it be this successful. I had the same problem with this movie I had with the escape clause. And that's, I think the escape clause would have been a stronger movie if they focused more on that alternate world rather than squeezing that into like half an hour at the end of the movie. I think uh, they squeezed more, if they made the movie focus more on Mr. Wilson's like past, present, and future without these if, five other plot lines, it could have been a stronger movie. Yeah, because like this movie's pretty short for all the stuff they address in it. I was surprised. It was like, boom, boom, boom. It's happening. Rapid fire. Yeah, and it's like, eight, yeah, 84 the minutes part, with credits. Yeah. The Scrooge yeah. part takes place in the, just in the, the last back like, 15 half. minutes. Yeah. yeah. Hardly anything uh, blows right through it. Yeah, um, So a whole, a whole lot. Whereas that is definitely the strongest part of the movie. I think the Christmas Carol bit. And no. yeah, I mean, I always said that about, the escape clause if they had focused more on that alternate world where tim allen messed everything up that would have been a better movie than all the jack frost in-law hijinks at the north pole for most of that runtime yep so so but i mean i i mean i don't know about you guys but i thought it was definitely better than richie rich i like this much much more than richie rich i probably won't ever watch it again but yeah same his dog but, was in it. We didn't mention his iconic sheepdog was in there. Oh, he has just like barely any role at all. Such you see him on the bed part, twice. Though. But yeah. he's adorable and I love him. I've always loved sheepdogs ever since I saw The Little yeah. Mermaid as a child. Oh my gosh. Best sheepdog in all of animation. What are we doing? I'm giving you my rating. Oh, Two. wait, wait. Wait, before we get to that, the sheepdog. Did you ever watch the shaggy dog growing up? Yes. The original, the Shaggy Dog. No, the original. No, I saw. Tim yeah, with Allen. Dean, with the what's his oh, face that I like so much. I saw a clip from that for the first time in ages the other day, and that dog literally gets on his hind legs and punches the guy in the face. <laughs> literally, he swings. I do remember foot. that. Classic Disney. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> anyway, I love. I've always loved sheep dogs. They look like a bee to take care of them. That's a lot of brushing. Yeah, it is. But yeah, ever since The Little Mermaid, I've wanted one. Mm-hmm. I like it in The Little Mermaid when, like, he puts his eyebrow up, and you can—that's the only time you can see his eye. <laughs> the only time you can see his eye. Yeah, I love it. That whole movie is just a bang exploration. Okay, because like, like Ariel's bangs were like always the thing that like I always wanted bangs like that, and then that dog has some bangs. And like it is at one point, um, Scuttle has some bangs when he's like imitating somebody else. So funny. Uh, speaking of Scuttle and the Little Mermaid, I listened to the new soundtrack for the live action movie. And As we, it's fine. It's good. Like the original songs are good. I know Lin-Manuel Miranda added some songs. Some of the new songs are good. But they're, <laughs> I think uh, Vox or Vice or one of them had, New York Magazine, whatever, had the perfect headline. How do we hold Lin-Manuel Miranda accountable? Because <laughs> they gave Scuttle a rap! A rap! Oh. And it's Aquafina. It's called the Scuttlebutt. No. And she, ra- and she raps about, uh, because it's a she in the movie, she raps about 
that's how she talks about Prince Eric's getting married to Vanessa, and they have to hurry things up. She comes to warn them, and it's a whole song. It's like a rap. But it's not really a rap, because it's Aquafina, and she's annoying, and she does not have a good voice. I like Aquafina. Anyway. I, I don't know if I'm better rapping. I have, I have tickets to that movie for Friday night. I'm excited. I am but Melissa McCarthy... Uh, optimistic. Melissa McCarthy kills poor unfortunate souls. I'll say that. Oh, I'm gonna listen to that, that right after up. we're done here. Yep, same. Uh, so, Tom, if you doubt it, I can show you right now. No, I give it a two. Uh, I'll come in at a four. I was going to come in at a five, which gives it a three point six seven. Okay, that works for me. Um, if anybody listening uh, just has a burning passionate desire in their hearts to tell us what they think about Dennis the Menace, this movie uh, uh, Walter Matthau version, the comics we, we did get a few comments we got some comments Oh, <laughs> Steve Beach aka Disco 54 wrote the tank's running a bit dry this year <laughs> yes I bet he shared a meme that had to be for Tom because it's a family guy meme <laughs> and it's the Pepperidge Farm guy on TV, and it says, "Remember when Tis the podcast reviewed good movies? Pepperidge Farm remembers." <laughs> I remember I too. Remember. Disco. <laughs> I do too. I We've remember. got good one. We do have good ones coming up. The back half of the year is stacked. Don't give and, up on us. And when I and when I said that, he replied, "Still waiting for November A when we have a whole month dedicated to the First Lady of TV Christmas." Candace oh, Cameron Bure. That's Cameron a Bure. perfect name for that month. November. I think we should. I think we should steal it. No, we're no. That. We're stealing that disco. <laughs> and Matt, Matt Urich, our good friend Matt, TGI podcast wrote another one of those five AM ABC Family freeform AMC watches. Don't think I've ever seen this one, but the live action film from the nineties is still quoted in my home all the time. I love yes. it. So good. Well, if anybody out there wants to contribute to the conversation, absolutely always welcome to do that. Um, we have a few different places you can express whatever you want on any of our social media. But the fastest way to find any of these links to all of our places, um, all you need to do is go to linktree slash podcast. And it will take you to all of our social media, which includes which includes Facebook, um, our Patreons on there, where for a minimum of a dollar a month, you can get access to some new content, uh, Christmas content, non-Christmas content, uh, lots of extra stuff on there. Check it out if you're interested. Um, but like we're everywhere. <laughs> you listen to us uh, every every week and you can... I don't know. Just immerse yourself in the Tis the Podcast uh, ephemera in all these places all the time. Whether our content is good or not. So so we do have two weeks off coming up because of somebody sorry. on this podcast so again. <laughs> uh, but me and Tom will try to get content to you guys in those two weeks. Yeah, we can, come up. we can do something. And then afterwards, we don't have any breaks scheduled. So, uninterrupted to the podcast again throughout the summer. And you will get a bonus episode in June for Leon Day. So, you will still get three episodes in June. 
Uh, but coming up when we return, the nanny Christmas slash Hanukkah episodes with Matt Spalding of North Pole Radio. So if you want to do your homework in advance of season one, episode seven, Christmas episodes, season three, episode 14, Oi to the World, season six, episode 10, The Hanukkah Story. And then the week after that, we have another guest coming on, Mr. Andy DiGenova, podcaster extraordinaire from Holy Batcast, real fans for real movies, Why Not Futurama, and a whole bunch. Um, we are covering Kenny and Dolly, A Christmas to Remember with him. So, fun stuff. Fun. I'm pretty excited to see the flashy girl from Flushing, the nanny named Fran. The flashy girl from Flushing, the nanny named Fran. I'm excited for bad sequels month in, in July. Christmas vacation. Christmas vacation. We're eventually going to have to do something good or people are going to stop listening the to story us. Too. Nanny and Kenny and Dolly are good. We have to rename the movies we love to hate. Christmas we have, we're going to have to rename it Make Better Christmas Movies. Hollywood. Hey, your oh. writers, Make Better Christmas Movies. <laughs> we don't need writers anymore. We have AI. You know what? I that typed one. in I am obviously an aspiring writer. I taped in a plot problem I was having or something I'm working on, and AI actually helped me solve it. So I was like, thank you, AI. One, one day it's I would just, like a... You're just perpetuating the uprising, Anthony. One day I would like, a, you know, 10 years from now, AI will be running this country, and I'm fine with that because I would like some I back in Congress. See what I did there. I did. You meant AI, but what you really meant is you wanted people in comment. I want intelligence back in Congress. Oh, intelligence. <laughs> oh, intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> it took me way too... I didn't ever, I didn't. I wouldn't have known what you were talking about unless you told me. Maybe we need intelligence back in the podcast. With this girl. Listeners, tell us how we can get intelligence back in this podcast on all the social media. I've already media. done the social media. So leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, there might not be an eye in any descriptor for me right now, but there is an eye in Christmas and Christmas is 5,000 hours and 5,040 hours away. Days. Hours. What? Are you drinking? <laughs> 5,040 hours from Christmas. Christmas has an eye in it. I was trying to say. <laughs> That doesn't have an eye in it, but guess what does have an eye in it? Christmas. And guess what? We're 5,040 hours away from Christmas. Can you please leave all of that in? Because that's just too funny. I probably uh, will because I don't want to have to edit it out. <laughs> that's only 210 days. That's 30 weeks. Oh, Do that number seems y'all. awfully low. Uh, we, we are. Uh, yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, you nailed it, Tom. First time. He's doing a happy dance right now. I was. Bye. We are only in our 20s next week. That's crazy. That's, anyway. That's crazy. None of us will ever Let be in our 20s again. the bad content keep rolling. Peace out. I'm going to Disney for two weeks. Have a good trip, Julia Gulia. I will. Me and Tom will try not to kill each other. In your... Please don't. Because mm. I definitely can't run I'm this making place. no promises. Bye. All right. Bye. Have yourself 
a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Make the Yuletide gay. From now on, our troubles will be miles away. In olden days, happy golden days of yours. Faithful friends who are dear to us gather near to us once more through the years. We all will be together if the fates allow. Hang a shining star upon the highest bough, and have yourself. A merry little Christmas now. Faithful friends who are dear to us. Gather near to us once more. Through the years, we all will be together if the fates allow. So hang a shining star above the highest bar. A merry little Christmas now.